Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! You're listening to Your Life, The Mixtape, the show about life, love, and the universe as told through song. Now welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr. On this episode of Mixtape, I am absolutely beside myself um, that that this this person is here. I he is he is somebody that I have admired for a, a very long time. Somebody who I look up to, the kind of person that I strive to be. Please welcome the icon, the legend, every gay boy's political crush, the one and only Mr. Brian Sims. Hello. Hi, wow, Greg, that's a hell of an introduction. I I, <laughs> I feel I'm, now I want you to like play some good i feel like i needed to have some good music played on for an intro like that i am not worthy of that intro but i am flattered by it thank thank you not a problem if if you'd like for me to uh come on the road with you and just be your intro guy anytime (laughs) you walk into a room or anything like that i am fully available for that kind of work well i'm just gay enough to have watched a knight's tale a lot of times and there's that guy (laughs) in a knight's tale that sort of always you know walks in before the like the battle and like talks up his knight and um, honestly, that that introduction you just gave me has got me feeling like like I, like I could joust right now. Hell yeah! <laughs> so how how important is is music to when when you were in politics and now to what you're doing now? It's it's funny when you when you when you all first reached out and asked if if I if, if I wanted to come on, I, I I was flattered in part because. I, uh, you know, music is something that I think about a lot and it's, you know, there's a lot of music in my life how much I'm focusing on it. It varies wildly depending on the day, the week, the year, but, um, I'm definitely one of those people who, if you walk into a space that I'm in, especially if I'm alone, there's gonna be music playing and is it a reflection of my mood? Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't, but I, I, I certainly have like a, a running soundtrack to my life. No question about it. So then tell me, sir, what what is the last song that you listened to? The last song I listened to, and I, I knew you were going to ask me this question, so I actually played it on purpose <laughs> so that it'd be the last song I listened to, and it's Tangerine by Led Zeppelin. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it was, it was, it's sort of one of the songs that is in a lot of my playlists, and I, I don't know. It's a favorite, perennial favorite. 
uh, who who is an artist that you feel like everybody should be listening to? So I am going to mess up her last name. And that's one of those things that's really frustrating. And so I hope one of your listeners corrects me and and makes sure that that I get it right. Um, but her name is Joy Olakadun, I think. O-L-A-D-O-K-U-N. And I first became aware of Joy at the White House. She performed at the uh, the marriage equality bill signing earlier this year. And then um, I saw her again in March in Nashville, Tennessee, um, for uh, a huge concert that was put on with drag queens and performers from around the country and around Nashville in response to Tennessee's anti-LGBTQ and anti-drag legislation. And um, I know she has a brand new album that just came out in the last couple of days. So Joy Alakadun or Alakadun is somebody that I think I think everybody should be paying attention to. Uh, since you since you brought up uh, drag queens, I'm gonna. I'm going to go off book for a second. It is it is a question that was in the first two seasons of this show uh, that we have since changed. If you were on Drag Race, what would be your ideal lip sync for your life song? Um, oh, all right. So the question is, you, you need something that's got a little bit of a beat so you can move around to it. Like some of the, you know, some of the things that I like to think I'm best at, some of my ballads don't have much of a beat. Um, I would like something that doesn't happen with those songs. I, I would like a duet. I want Islands in the Stream. I want Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. I want to see two queens each take a role and make the most out of, the hat out of a duet. Oh, that would be that would be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I'm Islands in the Streaming it. I love that. <laughs> also, one of my favorite songs. So you're doing quite well already, sir. Good job. I feel like I'm winning. Yes, you are. What is the song that always makes you smile? The song that always makes me smile is uh, Burn One Down by Ben Harper. There are a lot of different variations of it. You hear it live, uh, I, at least a lot of times. I, I, the, the, the recording that I'm hearing is a live performance. And I think he's got a studio performance that I think I probably have on my phone. But Burn One Down by Ben Harper is just, just makes, me, makes me smile. If your life were a television show, what would the theme song be? Um, um, who sings, uh, uh, ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. Cat Stevens? Oh, yes. Wild World by Cat Stevens. I love that. Yeah, I, I would love to hear it sort of picked up a bit. You know, Cat Stevens doesn't really perform he, uh, um, anymore, but... I would love to hear somebody put a, a kind of contemporary like an EDM spin on that. Um, that's what I want to hear. What is your favorite song from the 80s? My favorite song from the 80s. So I, I went back and forth and asked myself a lot about this because I, I have a ton of like most of the songs that I listen to <laughs> are our 70s and 80s. And so I went with something that was a, 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 a little different, but I there's a recording of Ripple by the Grateful Dead that was from like 1982, 1983. And it is my it's my it might be my favorite song at all altogether. But that's it. I'm, I'm learning so much about you. I, I did not peg you for a Grateful Dead fan. So this is you know, this is exciting for me. I, uh, you know, I get that from time to time. I understand. I'm I'm not going to read too much into it, um, but I I. 
You know, the Grateful Dead, especially now that that people are recognizing that music doesn't need to be three and four minutes, songs don't need to be three three minutes long and four minutes long, and that that you can find a space and really occupy it for a while. It's one of my favorite things about the Grateful Dead, by far. What is your favorite song from the 90s? My favorite song from the 90s um, is, is probably, if, hold on. So... Part of the reason I go back and forth on this is that I love me some some uh, some '90s music. H- however, there was that there's like a couple of years there where '90s music wasn't exactly what I was hoping for from from everybody. But I I'm gonna say almost anything by Nirvana I think is the best music that came out of the '90s. That's a that's a perfect answer. It was a, those were some those were some rough years. If nothing else, some great women rock was born in the '90s. Um, but I I think Nirvana is sort of stands alone as as uniquely awesome '90s music. What is the song that best summarizes what love is? The song that best summarizes what love is. Um, who sings "Love Hurts"? Love hurts. If you had to ask me, I could have told you, but uh, <laughs> um, who um, sings that song? It's, it's, uh, oh, hold on. I'm supposed to know this. It's by Nazareth. Na- da- there you go. There you go. Love hurts, right? It's, um, it's, it's one of like the, the rules about love. What you do with that hurt, whether you grow from it or you break from it, is, Probably depends on the moment, the day, the time. But uh, yeah, love hurts, good and bad. On on the flip side of that, what is the best breakup song? Bastards by Kesha. Oh, nice. Don't let the bastards get you down. I it, it, She obviously, you know, she hits the note. She hits that note um, and kind of makes you wail along with her. But yeah, I I think it just... You know, she's talking about people in general. She's actually talking about a person also. But uh, I, it's a good breakup song. What is the best song from the year that you were born? Greg, hold on one second while I look this up. Because I, I had a couple and I wrote them all down. But um, first of all, am I older than you? I think I am. Are you? I'm, yeah, I was born in 78. I was born in 83. So you're, you're five years. Yeah, I thought so. Where is the, um, I had a good one. Uh, there it is. It's Night Fever by the Bee Gees. Oh, nice. It is Night Fever by the Bee Gees. There was a lot of good music in 78. I had 15 months of the 70s. But Night Fever by the Bee Gees, that was the best that, the, that 1978 had to offer. That is a fantastic answer. I am, I am a very big Bee Gees fan, so... Well, so I mean that that was the year the of their big staying alive that um 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 I came out that year. So did How Deep Is Your Love came out that year, but Night Fever. Night Fever did it for me. What is the greatest song from a film soundtrack? Um for me, I truly adore the remake that Joni Mitchell did for of of both sides now for um for uh, uh, love, actually, do, do you remember that at all? That is that is my favorite movie of of all time. Brian Sims, you and I are best friends. That you know, he gives her that album. She thinks she's getting the bracelet, 
he gives her the album. She goes upstairs. It's playing. And it's, it's, you know, it's Jones, Joni Mitchell sort of dark and stormy. And uh, it's, I think it's, I think it's up there. Yeah. Also, I love me some Braveheart, but all the songs from Braveheart don't really have names or the names are befitting the movie. So, <laughs> so the, the, there's a montage in the middle of Braveheart where William Wallace is sort of, you know, scouring the, the landscape. And uh, that montage is what used to play. Uh, I used to play before taking games, uh, like taking the field in games when I was in college. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing. Like people would grab my headphones and ask me what I was listening to. And if you heard it, you were getting bagpipes. But it was sort of like, you know, like off to battle to, to, to you know, to kill. And it seemed kind of appropriate for like big chubby gay football me. Hello there. I, I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favorite subscription only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. Start to finish, what film has the greatest soundtrack? What film has the greatest soundtrack? Um, there are there are a couple that I think are high on the list. Uh, Goonies is one of my favorite, and um, Cindy Lauper makes a very you know prominent presence on the Goonies soundtrack. Um, but and and this is I, I hope this is a bit of a, a sleeper. But Dances with Wolves I think is one of the most epic, beautiful soundtracks to a movie of all time. It's up there with Last of the Mohicans and Out of Africa as as just a front to back, a truly game-changing sort of soundtrack. So there you go. What television show has the best theme song? <laughs> you know, I'm embarrassed to admit this because there aren't words, but it's Star Trek The Next Generation, for sure. That the theme song from Star Trek: The Next Generation is I is one of those things where like just the opening note gets everybody. Um, I yeah, I like the song from Friends like everybody else does, but Star Trek: The Next Generation. I don't even know what the theme song is. Na 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 na. That is the first time that anyone has ever. Mentioned I that. know because everybody's just thinking of a song that then got used for a show. 
Um, or they're thinking of like Mary Tyler Moore. Um, but, but yeah, this one's to you, Jean-Luc. Um, Golden Girls, actually, the most popular answer. Oh, you know what else I also like is um, um, the facts of life. Right, you take the good, you take the bad. You take all, the facts of life was a was 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 catchy as all hell. Um, maybe maybe on my list, high on my list is also the original Gummy Bears. Oh, perfect! Yeah. Yes, yes, high adventure that's beyond compare. What is the best song? Speaking of uh, Gummy Bears, what is the best song from a Disney film? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I have a particular propensity towards any Disney film that that it will remain unnamed. No, I'm kidding. Uh, every film uh, in the Disney uh, uh, cinema, Cinemaplex, I guess, is something that I appreciate, but The Little Mermaid is obviously my, my favorite of all time. Um, and I will not choose among the, the top three Little Mermaid songs, but I will say The Little Mermaid uh, are the best Disney songs. I'll allow it. And I love me some Peebo Bryson, so I'm not ignoring Aladdin. Um, um, but but yeah, the the songs from from The Little Mermaid are you know Little Mermaid came out when I was 12 years old, and uh, my little gay heart attached to that movie. And in my 40s now, it is still a perennial favorite. So, just out of curiosity, what are the top three songs? Um, the top three songs are um, Fathoms Below, I think, are, are, are continues to be one of my favorites. The, so the woman that does Ariel's voice, hold on. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Jody Benson. Jody Benson. In fact, I should I should send this to you. Jody Benson sent me a little clip a couple years ago on Twitter. She's like, "Hi, Brian. I'm in. Hold on. Um, um, she's like, I'm in. Uh, I'm in Disney World, and I and you've got some friends here that say that you're a big fan. And she sang this like little thing for me, and it was the like it was the coolest little. It was just the coolest little blurb. I will I will find it and send it to you. Um, um, Part of your world will always be atop the list and under the sea. But poor unfortunate souls. Um, it, I, you know, I finally saw a clip somewhere recently of the woman that sings it, sort of just doing it. And it wasn't for, it wasn't the recording. It was like a, a live reading or something that she had done. And she just embodies it. Like she uh, she just looks the part, and it's it was pretty cool. What is the song that uh, whenever it comes on, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, uh, you are going to dance to this song? Uh, I guess this reference is Goonies also. It's uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper. I, Excellent. It is a bop and it is impossible to sit still during it. What is the song that means the most to you? Not necessarily because of the song itself. The song could be shit, uh, but more because of like the memories you have attached to it. Um, it, it's probably the, the song that means the most to me is probably, um, a Grateful Dead song. Um, it, it's not everybody's favorite, but Ramble on Rose is, uh, a Grateful Dead song that I, I first became familiar with when I was in college. Um, it is, it is something that reminds me of my my roommates and my teammates and staying up late playing a guitar you know stone when we weren't supposed to be what's a song lyric uh, that's always stuck with you it's from uh, a jimmy buffett song um through 86 years of perpetual motion if he likes you he'll smile and he'll say 
Some of it's magic, some of it's tragic, but I've had a good life all the way. Yeah, I, uh, uh, it's from a song called He Went to Paris by Jimmy Buffett. And that some of it's magic, some of it's tragic, but I've had a good life all the way is the, the most wonderful sort of melancholy part of that song. What is the perfect song for a first date? <laughs> I'm going to use a song that is sort of my, my, my boyfriend and I's song. If we have one, like we're all, we're, I don't know. I don't know if that goes away or not, but we have a song and the song is called Honeybee by the head and the heart. It's a relatively newish song. Um, considering a lot of what I like is, is much older, but uh, it is, it, it just reminds me of being in love. Who is an artist considered to be a one hit wonder that you feel like should have been bigger? Um, an artist that can, is, oh, um, <laughs> do you know who the Fleet Foxes are? I don't want to do this to them if they're not a one-hit wonder. I only know one song by the Fleet Foxes and it's, it's White Winter Hymnal. And I love this song, but I, if you, if you could play 10 Fleet Foxes songs and I probably would not know <laughs> that they were, and this is maybe on me, but, but I, it's a song that just hits with me every time. I love it. And I know nothing else of theirs. What is the song that reminds you of home? Um, there are, there's uh, two songs that remind me of home. So home for me is a little bit unusual. My mom and dad are both retired lieutenant colonels in the army. And um, I'm from a little bit everywhere. I, I have been to all 50 states, I think. And I, but I've lived in, you know, a dozen or so states. And so the two songs that remind me of home are... Uh, are songs that my parents sang to me when I was a baby, when I was a child. And um, I don't, one of them, I think was my mom's take on a Peter, Paul and Mary song. Um, and it was Michael row your boat ashore. And she would sing it to me at Brian and I have a twin brother. And she would say, Nathan, you know, Brian row your boat ashore. And she would sing it to Nate, my, my twin brother. My dad's song <laughs> is a little different. Uh, my dad's song that he would sing to us as kids was about a drunk racehorse in the South named Stewball. And um, I, I, old Stewball was a racehorse and, he, and I wish he were mine. He never drank water. He only drank wine. And I, I, as I've gotten older, I can't say I've heard it a lot. I've heard it once or twice. But uh, I think it's it's some 40s or 50s Southern throwback that my dad sang to us. But both of those songs will forever remind me of home. So it's it's not a party unless this song gets played. What is the song? Um, it's not a party unless uh, Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus gets played. Interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ways. <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of ways. You know, especially because I'm in my 40s now. I've got a lot of music I can draw on. But uh, <laughs> but some Miley, always high on that list. And uh, Wrecking Ball. That's what I'm looking for. If I can, if I can track it down, I have a mashup that uh, somebody made for me of Wrecking Ball and Nothing Compares to You. That is absolutely that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast, Your Life, the Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life, the Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. 
Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. What is the song uh, that defined your generation? It's probably Satellite by Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm 44 years old. I graduated from high school in 1997. And uh, yep, yep. Dave Matthews Band defined my generation. And I think Satellite was my both like my junior homecoming song and like my senior prom song. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I won't sing it because, you know, I don't <laughs> sing in that key or any other for that matter. So I will just say, yep, Dave Matthews Band. What is your favorite song by your favorite artist? My favorite song by my favorite artist is, and we, I, I probably, we, we started with this a little bit. My favorite song is Ripple by the Grateful Dead. I, uh, it, it is one of those songs that I come back to a lot in my life. And it reminds me of what I'm, what I want to do and where I am and why I am. It also just calms me down a lot. It, uh, it, in a weird way, reminds me, I think a bit of my heritage and a bit of the person that I want to be more. What is the song that you could listen to over and over again and never get sick of? This is a new song for me. It won't be new for others. I think it's been around for a couple of years. But in the last couple of months, I have discovered this song, I Am Woman by Emmy Melly. And it it just thumps. And it's it's the kind of song that as soon as it's done, like I for a while I I was I was doing something in my my house one day and I think I had just had it on repeat and I didn't hate that. Uh, I will, I'll tell you a quick fun story. I was working at a, um, a something called a Wawa. It's like a 7-Eleven and they exist on you know, the East Coast. And when I was a kid, when I was 16 years old and a, it was near my house and a, uh, a huge uh, blizzard hit the Eastern seaboard of the United States in 1996. A lot of people remember the blizzard in 96. And I was working nights at that, that Wawa, at that sort of 7-Eleven. And um, when it hit, I got asked if I would just work straight for, for as many days as I could, could be there. And so I ended up working for like 48 hours, 72 hours as, a, as, a, you know, as an 18-year-old. And what happened on our very first day is that the music system broke. And the way that those places work is they kind of pump music into the store. They subscribe to a, a you know, they have a, they're a subscriber. And what broke is that it kept playing Wonderwall. And you could turn it up and you could turn it down, but you couldn't turn it off. And for hours, we sang it at the top of our lungs. And for hours, we sang other things to try to drown it out. But I know every lyric to Wonderwall, like Chinese water torture. Oh, yeah. Wow. So among the things that I want to hear played over and over and over and over again, that is not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this next question tends to be the the most controversial of the bunch. Um, people people have very strong opinions um, about this next question. So tell me, Mr. Brian Sims, what is the greatest music video of all time? Yeah, you know, it's not even a song that is one of my favorites, but. Uh, Take on me by, is it Aha? Uh -huh. I I even now to watch that video, it is groundbreaking. 
And even now to think that with the technology that was available at the time, that, that, that they brought together music, mus musicians, you know, video producers, artists, the works, that's, that's gotta be high on the list. Um, yeah, I, I cannot imagine, um, you know, uh, doing something n right now, like what, what would be required of a music video today to be as groundbreaking and as lasting as, as take on me. I, I don't, I can't, I don't know if, you know, music and artists and video producers and how that was all pulled together is still something that I think is, is part of the reason that, that videos have, have had such a uh, lasting impact. What is the greatest musical collaboration of all time? The greatest musical collaboration of all time is Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. I say that because they really, I think most people know them as, you know, sort of like a group, but they were a super group. They were all, you know, they were all famous, you know, especially Neil Young. He'd written hundreds of songs. Um, but Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young for me is the, 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 the best collab ever. If you could have a song play anytime you enter a room, what would it be? It would be, it, if I could have a song play anytime I enter the room, there's a, a, a song by Carbon Leaf called Let Your Troubles Roll By. Most people, it's an old song. It's a, it's a weird song, but it it's got a good, it's got a good feel to it, and it it sort of is. I think that that would be a real fun thing to have people hear every time I walk in. Most people wouldn't even know it, so they'd have to listen to the lyrics a little bit too. What is your villain era theme song? My villain era theme song, Greg. I don't think that I had a villain era. Oh. I don't think I had a villain era. Um, if I did have a villain era, it would be uh, Anyone by Demi Lovato. But nice. uh, I don't know when I'm usually I guess my villain era is usually just a villain to me. And that's I guess that's quintessentially Demi Lovato. Right. De nobody's nobody's more introspective in music than, than Demi. <laughs> so maybe I, man, that was a better choice than I thought it was. <laughs> What is a song that uh, people would be surprised that you love? At Last by Etta James. Etta J I, I, you know, everybody knows the song, but I, I it is it is a it's a constant presence in my life. And you uh, at least once a week, somebody in my life is going to hear me pick up a phone or they're going to walk into a room and it'll be playing somewhere. If there were a musical Mount Rushmore for you, who would be on it? So we're looking at four people. Yes. Um, it would be Jerry Garcia. It would be. Um, it would be. Uh, Marvin Gaye. It would be Dolly Parton, and it would be Eddie Vedder. Excellent choices. Yeah, I don't think they would know why they were on a mountain together. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm certain good music would come off of that mountain. So we have come to the final question. And you are at the gates of whatever kind of afterlifey type thing that you might believe in. And before they will let you through, um, 
They're making you a lovely gift basket. There's some muffins and some HOA type stuff that you can worry about later. Uh, but they are also making a mixtape of your life. Now, Brian Sims, the most important question that you will answer in this time that we have spent together. What is the first song on that mixtape? This, Greg, was an easy question for me. And it, you're going to be making a mixtape. And the first song is going to be from something called The Pizza Tapes. And uh, David Grisman and Jerry Garcia uh, recorded this album together. And their version of Amazing Grace is the first song that's going to play when I am entering those gates. It is, it is, uh, it is acoustic. It, it is, uh, it is amazing. It's got a ukulele. They, it's got wonderful guitar. It's harmonizing and it's Amazing Grace. So we have uh, come to the end of the show. If if there is anything uh, that you would like to plug or if uh, you want to drop your social media handles for the folks who may not be following you already, you are you are more than welcome to do that now, sir. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, people can people can definitely keep up with me on social media. I'm on all the standards. I'm still unfortunately on Twitter. Um, it, it's probably the state that is probably my name and then the Pennsylvania, Brian Sims PA. Um, and on, on Instagram, I always tell people Brian with an I, cause I can't trust the Y's all the time. And, uh, and Sims with one M and I'm, I'm usually pretty easy to find. And if you didn't like my answers or better yet, if you really liked my answers, let me know why. Excellent. Never had anybody do that. Um, so thank you so, so much, uh, for taking time out of your very busy schedule to to talk to me about your favorite music i have enjoyed this so much i uh, i you know what i i said when you reached out greg i'm going to say yes to anything you ask because i have a ton of respect for you and the work that you do and i am i, I love that you also know how to have a good time and have fun and that, this was definitely fun if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe and leave a review don't forget to follow us on social media your life the Mixtape is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Rodwarton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. <laughs>